1: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.
0: Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. on Monday, the twentieth of July, um, and uh, as Asherian says, yes, it is in, in the free show chat. Yes, it is back to school day today. So, uh, parents, please, yes, um, don't forget your kids need to be at school today. Um, don't uh, don't keep them at home again. Um, uh, so get them get those lunches made uh, and get them back to doing some learning. In the news today, we've got FA Cup results. Panthers east past cowboy. Um, Warriors get bitten by sharks. Hamilton wins in Hungary. We have thrillers in the ANZ Premiership. We're tight at the top of the cells, NBL. We have a UFC announcement. Uh, Esports is coming to Eden Park. Um, And will England's summer cost England? Yes. All of that in the wrap up so that you can start your day the best way up to date with all of the important sports news Brought to you here on New Zealand Sports Radio. And let's kick off with the football. Um, in the FA Cup, it's semi-finals time uh, and Arsenal beat Man City 2-0 to progress in to the, into the final. Uh, and it looks like they're likely to be joined by Chelsea because that game is happening right now. At the moment, it's Man United 1-Chelsea 3 um, so, uh, with a few with uh, time running out, there uh, it looks like, say, so it looks like Chelsea will be joining Arsenal in the FA Cup final. Uh, in um, the uh, A League, uh, we've had a number of games. Uh, Brisbane Roar uh, beats Newcastle Jets one nil. Uh, that uh, uh, sees Brisbane Roar um, uh, well secure uh, or. or um, Add some points to try to, to keep themselves in fourth. Um, in other results this weekend, uh, we also um, had um, Perth Glory beating uh, Central Coast Mariners, which we talked about yesterday, uh, and Brisbane Raw losing to Adelaide United. It was Brisbane Raw 0, Adelaide United 1 uh, in that one, which sees um, Adelaide United just climb up into those final series playoffs. Um, places but at the moment lots of teams uh, have played more games than others so it's all uh, it all could move around a lot uh, in the a-league um the uh moving on then and we've also should have got some uh, unfortunately it's not updating um, with the, the belarusian Premier league so we'll try and get those uh, details for you before the end of the show i'm going to hand you over to Ashwin, who is going to um stop scratching his beard uh, and tell us about the cricket.
2: yes good morning paul and good morning to our viewers and listeners out there on the interweb and as saturday was a total washout effectively will england's summer cost england with west indies experienced a calypso-collapso losing six wickets for 45 runs and eight for 97 in the final session last not overnight or just finishing this morning In reply, England in their second innings, who weren't quite able to enforce the follow-on, were 37 for 2. And as I said, West Indies managing to avoid that follow-on. England now take uh, uh, currently with a 219-run lead in the second innings. They opened with Ben Stokes and Josh Butler to try and get that scoreboard moving. Well, unfortunately for them, Butler went without troubling the scorers. And when play gets away, gets underway again, England will be looking for quick runs to, before putting the West Indies back in to try and go for that kill. I'm sort of guessing that they'll probably be looking to get to about the 300 mark and try and get there as quickly as possible, and even within that first session, get the West Indies back in there and bowling at them. Now, in the match, we've also had the, our first a world first with the ball having to be disinfected and following the new protocols and guidelines that have been put in place for cricket so dom sibley admitted that to the umpires that whoops i've done a a automatic reaction and he's put a bit of saliva on the balls which prompted umpire michael goff to take out a disinfectant wipe out of his pocket and cleanse the ball so that's a world first of a ball being cleaned by the umpires now coming back to local news in new zealand after new zealand south based players trained in lincoln last week it will be the turn of the north island based players this week north island based players will be training at the mount Monganui base until the 24th of july the camp will actually include some of the non-contracted players for example like jeep rival who missed out this year on a contract centrally based contract that is he's contracted to northern districts the northern camp training camps will be overseen by Gary Stead, who's the men's coach, Bob Carter who's the women's coach, and Jacob Orham, who's the bowling coach for both the men's and the women's teams. The camps will be held in two groups with um, the women's camp in between so basically the men one group one of the men's will go first few days group the women's group will go and then the group two will be the final group with the men and finally nine bangladesh players have started have resumed training now this is an interesting one and The reason why i bring it up so there's some interesting guidelines which they have to follow to allow them to train only one player is allowed to train in the ground at any one time with his trainer with separate facilities for both so each the, the player and the trainer has their own toilet facilities own seats own water bottles and they still have to maintain their social distancing. Now, the BCB received requests from players way back in May to asking them that the players could resume training. But the BCB discouraged that because COVID's been so rampant in Bangladesh itself. But they've now been able to get together and formulate some rules and plans. And therefore, they've got these one player at a time in a stadium that is able to train. And that today, Paul, is our cricket news. And we look forward to seeing how England are able to get on uh, overnight and bring that to you tomorrow morning.
0: Thank you very much Oswin, uh, for that. Now in moving over to the UFC uh, and um, the UFC have announced um that um uh, Israel um Adebayo, uh, Adesayas, sorry um uh will defend his UFC title against Paulo Costa at UFC 253. Um, two, uh, that is apparently um, scheduled for September the 19th or September the 20th, depending quite which time zone you are in um, around um, the world. Uh, they have not officially announced where that is going to be. But as we told you um, the other day, uh, that some um, we uh, one of um, uh, Israel's uh, stable mates uh, announced that he was going to be returned to fighting in New Zealand, and that Israel will be headlining that um, um, that fight. So you've got to say um, that uh, it looks highly likely that that will be um, actually that will be actually here in New Zealand, um, even though I say it's not been announced as yet officially uh, over the weekend. Uh, and um, Davyson uh, um defeated Joseph. Um, bit benavides um for the flyweight title uh, in the ufc um here yeah, over there on um, fight island in abu dhabi um so congratulations to him in picking up that uh, um title um via a um a technical um, knockout i mean he already knocked the already had three takedowns in that some um, opening round so yes big uh, a, a good win for him there and I'm going to hand you over to Stephen, who will take us through our birthdays.
3: Well, thank you, Paul, and good morning to everybody tuning into New Zealand uh, Sports Radio. And uh, birthdays today, our most successful ever Olympian, our uh, most successful ever basketball player, and finally, a uh, rugby player that went to All Blacks, to All Blacks coaching staff. And that's where we start this morning. Greg, Edward born this day, 20th of July 1975 is a former New Zealand rugby union player. He played 10 tests for the All Blacks. He also appeared for the uh, Crusaders. He played provincially for uh, Taranaki and uh, Canterbury. He also played for New Zealand Māori in 2006. He since uh, retired. He was the uh, forward coach of the Wellington Hurricanes in 2008. And then he joined uh, Leicester as the uh, scrum scrum coach for the 2010-2011 season. He also... Left a uh, scrum position with the Irish uh, national team alongside uh, Joe Smith, Schmidt. Beg your pardon, and he's currently, <clears throat> excuse me, working with the All Blacks in some sort of capacity. I would imagine he's there as the uh, uh, scrum coach. Moving right along, Steve Funnaki Adams, born this day, the twentieth of July, nineteen ninety-three, is a New Zealand basketball professional who plays for the Oklahoma Thunder on the uh, National Basketball League, the NBA, uh, after playing uh, one season with his hometown Wellington Saints in 2011. Seems such a a long time ago. Adams moved to the United States in uh, 2012 to play basketball uh, for Pitt. In 2011, he was selected by the uh, Thunder with the 12th overall pick in the NBA draft. And finally this morning, absolute legend here, Ian Gordon-Ferguson the state of 20th of July 1952, is New Zealand's most successful Olympian, competing in the K1, K2 and K4 events. He first competed at Montreal uh, Canada Olympics in 1976 and again at Moscow Olympic Games in 1980, but it was in 1984, which would prove to be his most successful, picking up three gold medals in the uh, K1-500, the K2-500, the K4-1000 metres, and uh, also in uh, 1988 in Seoul, also picking up a, a gold medal as well as a silver medal. That's a lot of medals. So uh happy birthday to all our uh, recipients uh, this morning. I'll be back to wrap up all the uh, league from the weekend shortly.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Stephen. Uh, and uh, over in the... Um, rugby Union: uh, The Chiefs and the Highlanders fought out a thriller um, yesterday uh, in the sunshine here in Hamilton. The Chiefs went out to uh, had, had a fantastic start, uh, where everything went right for them, um, and uh, just after half time they were leading thirty-one-seven. Um, even though they were perhaps not playing the, or, or perhaps being um, not having the dominance on the pitch. A lot of the territory and uh, possession was with um, the Highlanders, but they just couldn't finish anything off. Um, after that four, after uh, line out more try, just after half-time, though, it was um, all Highlanders. Uh, and it finished 31-33 uh, with Aaron Smith breaking uh, to give Tomkinson uh, the gap to score after time was up, after the Hooter uh, and uh, they knocked over the conversion to win the game by just two points. That's twice now that uh, the Highlanders have beaten the Crusaders, sorry, the Chiefs, with a very late score. I'm going to feel for Gatlin now. They've uh, not won any games yet uh, in Super Rugby. Altera uh, yet yeah, long season for, even though it's only ten weeks um, for the Chiefs. Um, there, join us this evening at eight pm for the Driving Mall Show. Uh, where we'll be going over a lot of the club rugby uh, that's happened over the weekend that myself and Stephen um, got to. We'll also um, look at New Zealand rugby's suggestion for the uh, Super Rugby uh, in the future, um, as well as many, as uh, as well as the Farrah Palmer Cup and other rugby topics. So join us at 8pm here on New Zealand Sports Radio Monday night for the Driving Mall Show. I'm going to hand you back now. Stephen will take us through our NRL update. Thank
3: you, Paul. In League News this morning, the Sharks in a feeding frenzy over the Warriors. The Panthers see off the Cowboys and we wrap up the weekend league results. But We'll start with that uh, Sharks-Warriors game. The Sharks have uh, bounced back from uh, last week, something uh, to thrash the Warriors 46-10 at Central Coast Stadium. The visitors shot out to an early lead with three tries in the opening 15 minutes. Big man Braden Hamlin Uleli opened the scoring after catching a perfectly timed pass from Chow Tanzan before strolling through flimsy Warriors' defense. A crucial error from the Sharks handed the Warriors to level up scores, only for Todd Peyton's men to take a costly error of their own. A miscommunication between Cronulla fullback, Cronulla's fullback and winger under the high ball saw David Fustitua scoop up the loose ball and throw it back in before he went over the sideline. Centred. Centre Patrick Herbert just had to plant the ball down, but he knocked it on. That's such the Warriors season all over. However, no such issues for Sharks winger Rondolo uh, Molitalo to put it down in the left-hand corner. The Warriors finally got on the board through winger Ken Mamalo who finished the Warriors' best movement of the half. But just seven minutes later, the Sharks answered back. Blake Green and Togu Harris raced Cronulla's Townsend to grubber only for Sean Johnson to shoot through beat them all and ground the ball just before it went into touch. Tensions reached balling point before halftime when a tussle broke out after Ignatius pussy put a mammoth hit on Toby Rudolph. It just took two minutes into the second half for the Sharks to score again. Johnson collected the ball in the end goal before running 30 metres and stepping past a couple of Warriors in a process then passed it on to Sioni Katoa who ran the last 70 metres and stepped Peter Hiku to plant it down. Boy, that was a good try. That last bit was an int- actual, in-, in the old style, in and in- away. And then he basically turned him, turned him around and scored Johnson again. had a hand in the following try as he dragged the Warriors defenders in before getting the ball <clears throat> out to the right for Jesse Raymond to score and extend the lead by 30. Just when things couldn't get any worse for the Warriors, their key playmaker, Blake Green, was sent to the bin for taking out a Sharks player in a try scoring opportunity. The Sharks took full advantage of the uh, opponents being at one man down as they quickly moved the ball through Wade Graham, Johnson and Townsend's hand to eventually land in, in Katos to score his second try the afternoon, also making him the new leading try scorer in the competition. The icing on the cake was a final try to uh, Ramian who pushed off Roger Tuivasa-Shek to score under the pace. But just before the referee could sound the whistle, the Warriors got a consolation try after barnstorming run from Jas who offloaded to Tuivasa-Shek who then passed on to Egan to score that final score again. Sharks 46, Warriors 10. And in our final game of round 10, Penrith halfback and Nathan Cleary stepped up to grab the game by the scruff of the neck after North Queensland shot the Panthers and looked like causing a massive upset at Penrith Stadium. The Panthers finished 10th, finish at uh, round 10 in the top spot on the nrl ladder but we've made to do it <clears throat> tough against the cowboys side with plenty of fight like, coming back from 14 down to win 22 10 debutant Dar- Dajan assi and fellow teenager him, Hamiso <coughs> Tabai Fido scored either side of halftime to shock Penrith. You know, young Panthers half Jerome Luai scored <coughs> within the first eight minutes to put the home side on the front foot immediately. It wasn't until half an hour later that the teenage Cowboys fullback Tabai <coughs> Fido ran through the right the Panthers to level the score before halftime. Usie was next to score, darting through the defence five minutes after halftime. Penrith hit back through Brent Naden a couple of minutes later, and Nathan Cleary knocked the sideline conversion over to make it 16-10 with 30 minutes to play. Cleary was in the thick of it again as Stephen Crichton scored scored to uh, snatch the lead in the 60-minute, and then Cleary pretty much wrapped it up when he scored a try of his own in the final, final minute just finding a hole in the defence. And the result obviously puts uh, Penrith at the top spot. That score again, 22-10 Panthers over the North Queensland uh, Cowboys. And we'll we'll wrap up the uh, results uh, from the uh, weekend fully. Remember, we started uh, on a Thursday night and upset. The Raiders beat the Arrestors 24-10. Then we went to Friday night, two one-sided games. Saw the Storm, 42-6, a good over the Titans. West Tigers, far too good for the Broncos, 48-0. Saturday, it was a little bit closer. We saw the uh, uh, Dragons, uh, 28, Bulldogs, 22. And then we saw a tight one between the Knights and the Rabbitohs, uh 20-18, to 18, the Knights getting the job done. And uh, the Sea Eagles were probably the upset of the weekend, beating the uh, Eels. And uh, it was an understrength uh, Sea Eagles team, so it was a great result for them. And then finally, uh, our final games from the weekend saw yesterday's results. The Sharks 46, Warriors 10, and uh, the Panthers easing past the Cowboys 22 points to 10 as we uh, uh, look at that table. The Panthers, with that win yesterday, 17 points. Second place, the Eels in 16, and Storm on 16. The Knights, the Roosters, the Raiders, the West Tigers and the Rabbitohs round out the eight. We look down to the team that we follow most closely, which is the uh, Warriors. And they are sitting on uh, uh, six points down there in the 13th place. But once again, tune in to the standoff on uh, Wednesday night with Brad and Sanjay. And I think they'll pretty much go over everything that's been happening in rugby league. The sport that keeps giving Paul on and off the field.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Stephen, for that um, update. Uh, We'll move on now to the netball. And we had two cracking games um, on uh, yesterday. Uh, A double header um, with the Pulse um, just edging out the tactics, 33-32. And the Steel, again, just a one-point win over the Magic, 41-40. In that first game, um, the uh, Pulse um, took out uh, uh, an early... Uh, lead, <clears throat> only for the tactics to um, get themselves within a point at half time, And then in the third quarter, take the lead at um, 28 uh, to um, 25. So got themselves that um, three point lead coming into the fourth quarter, but um, superb defence by the Pulse in that fourth quarter meant it was 8-4. Um, and that was enough for the Pulse to edge it by just the single point Um, there um, in that one. Uh, We then moved on to um, the uh, second game of the evening, um, which was the Steel versus the Magic. The Magic took out a narrow lead in that first quarter, 10-9, but uh, the Steel evened things up by halftime. In the third quarter, um, they uh, took control of that quarter, winning it 11-7 to give themselves a four-point lead. Uh, and uh, the Magic just couldn't drag that back, um, and finished 41-40. So in the uh, table now, then, the Central Pulse uh, continue their domination with uh, eight wins from eight games topping the table, now 11 points clear of the Northern Mystics, who are in second place on 21 points. Uh, the star, then kind of Stars, the Tactics, the uh, Southern Steel and the Magic, but the Steel and the magic. Both on ten points at the bottom of the table, um, really close down there with Magic having those two draws. Yes, and those two draws have both been on Monday nights. So, will we see that again this evening when the Steel take on the Tactics at um, Auckland Net the, the Auckland Netball Centre? Um, folks, um, the next round is the last round that will be in Auckland. So, if you want to get your tickets and want to um, uh, and uh, want to. Um, see your teams uh, then get down to the Auckland Netball Centre because um, from round eight onwards, they'll be, be travelling around the country and playing home games. Moving over into the basketball. Um, and again, it was a double header um, on a Sunday night. The Nelson Giants lost to the Auckland Huskies 67-96. to Yes, they really could not get... Um, their radar working, uh, and um, the Giants, yes, only a forty percent shooting rate uh, from their two pointers. Um, so up close, the Auckland Huskies with that fifty-five percent um, uh, shooting really was enough to see them home. There overall field goals, they were fifty-two percent um, when you include the three pointers, whereas the uh, um, uh, the Giants dropped down to thirty-eight percent. So yeah, some really poor shooting. By the um, Nelson Giants really let them down in that game, and then we had a cracker. The 2 Jets beats the Taranaki Mountaineers 118 to 103. The Taranaki Mountaineers, a team that have been at the top of the table, um, leading the way. So this was a uh, uh, this was always going to be a good clash between these two. And when you've heard those percentage, shooting percentages, the two Jets was shooting at some. Um, 67.5% um, from up close. Uh, yes, so they really were nailing their baskets. Um, they were led by Harris, who scored 24 points. Um, and he was supported by Samuel with 22 points. But uh, um, all the other, a lot of other players also chipped in um, with points as well. Um, and that was enough to uh, see off the, uh, um, the Mountaineers where Rukua um, scored 29 points, supported by Jones on 24, but they just did not get the, the Sporting Cast. Just did not really um, get the other the, the points that were needed, um, and that's uh, what saw the Two Jets home in that one. That now means that the Otago Nuggets and the Two Jets and the Taranaki Mountaineers are all on 14 points at the top of the table, but the Manaw but uh, the Ayers have played one more game than the other two. The Huskies and the Bulls are now just one win back on 12 points, uh, and then uh, we drop down then to the the, the, the final two teams, the, the Giants and the Rams on eight and six points down the bottom there. So really tight amongst that top five uh, in particular in the table. Um, so uh, some cracking games coming up in the cells at NBL. They'll take a night off tonight and before returning on Tuesday night where we have the Jets taking on the Franklin Bulls. Um, so that is is um, second versus fourth, uh, in that, or first equal versus fourth equal there. Uh, the Franklin Bulls could um, climb to that top group if they win that one, or the Jets could pull away at the top, followed by the Huskies versus the Nuggets. A similar situation there where the Huskies, again, could climb up into that top echelon, or the Nuggets could pull away. So two cracking games on Tuesday night, in the cells NBL. Moving on to motorsport now here on New Zealand Sports Radio. uh, Scott Dixon um, had a tough weekend in the IndyCars in the first race. Um, He uh, came second after starting 18th on the grid. And in the second race where he started 17th on the grid, he managed to come up to finish um, fifth in that one. That first race really was... um, uh, disrupted uh, a bit of a hectic race, really. When we fixed the last place, won that one uh, in the um, second race, though. It was uh, a pole uh, where well, yeah, a pole um, to finish win uh, in that one um, uh, for New Garden, um, uh, who uh, yeah, who had the, the fastest car on the night but just didn't think it didn't go his way in that first race. Uh, that means that um, Scott Dixon, whilst not having uh a, a, a car that was performing um over the weekend still managed to get some decent points to maintain his lead at the um top of the overall standings on 49 points um there so um yes uh, showing uh some some real perseverance in um, adversity there for, from Scott uh, Scott Dixon over in the supercars and um Scott McLaughlin um won the um Race uh, uh, on the or the night race on Saturday night, um, but uh, then ha- had a much tougher day on the on on, on Sunday. Um, so he's stuck on forty-seven career wins now, still one behind the late um, um, Brocks' uh, mark of forty-eight wins. Uh, he'll obviously be looking at trying to catch that up um, there. Um, but uh, Ford, uh, Ford's um, Jack LeBrock won the um, race on Sunday. Uh, there, in, in instead, so still two four, two Ford wins in that one. Heading over to the the um, Hungarian Grand Prix, um, and Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, who qualified one and two on the um, uh, on the grid, finished the race one and two as well. Um, Bottas uh, in the Mercedes just couldn't get past Verstappen and came in third, and that means that uh, Hamilton will go um, top of the uh, season standings. Uh, he even had time to to um, pull in a, a couple of map laps before the end to change tyres, so that he could get a fastest lap uh, and um, get the extra uh, series point for that um, as well. Don't forget, you can listen to New Zealand Sports Radio on the go. Just search for the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart Radio, or your favourite podcatcher. Um, finally, uh, in esports, um, we're going to have we're going to have a new. Um, facility set up at Eden Park Stadium. This will be a permanent facility for eSports where teams can come in and train, um, but also uh, it'll be a facility that can also host tournaments um, as well, uh, both stream tournament or b- both um, broadcast tournaments uh, and also mass participation tournaments um, as well. They're going to have, um, yeah, so, so um, they're going to have the uh, 5G, 5K capability. obviously LAN events um, held there uh, and this is all come about by Guinevere Capital who have invested in this and they've done similar things at other um, stadiums around the world uh, and one of the um, things they say is that this helps sponsors uh, and other investors to basically associate to, to, to understand where uh, esports uh, or how it connects with other sports uh, as well so a uh, real interesting um development there in for esports in New Zealand that'll be up and running uh, in the third quarter of this year. You have now started the day the best way up to speed with all of the important sports news. Uh, it has been a packed edition this morning. Dev gets join us at 7am every single morning for the morning sports briefing um, where we'll uh, help you start the day your best way.
1: Normally being a little extra can be a bit much.